Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. Uh, I am made in the likeness and image of Christ, who is the ultimate overcomer. That's my spiritual makeup and yours, and DNA, but you don't have to act like who you are in Christ. You can let your flesh dominate you. You can let your unrenewed mind dominate you. And so when we say, I'm, I'm learning how to uh, be the overcomer that God has made me to be, I'm learning what is the Spirit of God and yield to that. And I'm learning what is flesh and wrong and don't yield to that. And then I start acting like who I am, who God made me to be. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with. Come on into the class and let's believe him for answers today. Father, we thank you. You are so gracious. You are so good. You are so uh, merciful to us. Uh, thank you for sustaining us thus far. And we ask you for what we need today and moving forward into tomorrow that you'd add to us excellent light of truth and revelation. And uh, we purpose to put it into practice as you show us and walk in the light thereof. And as surely as we do that, you will always watch over your word and perform it and accomplish it in our lives. And that's when miracles happen. We say, Lord, get glory to yourself in us in every way. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Would you look in the great textbook, the Bible, in Mark, the fifth chapter? We're continuing on our study of the healing of the woman with the issue of blood, talking about and actually feeding our faith for healing. In uh, Mark 5 and 25, uh, and I'm going to read this out of the, uh, the Wust translation. It says, they're kept on following him in, in 24, actually a large crowd, and they kept on pressing upon him almost to the point of suffocation. And a woman having come who had a flow of blood for 12 years and had endured much suffering under the hands of many doctors and had spent all the things which she had and was not even one bit improved, but rather grew worse, having heard the things concerning Jesus. This was the beginning point of her faith, it was the beginning point of her miracle when she heard about Jesus. It wasn't only her hearing about Jesus, but it was how she responded to it. There are many who have heard about Jesus, but they have even despised what they heard. So they received no benefit. The scripture said in Hebrews that uh, uh, the word preached to them on that occasion did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. When this woman heard 
what had been happening with Jesus. We went into some detail in last week's lessons. What had she heard? She had heard about the healing of the leper, perhaps. Uh, these things happened not too far from where she is. And she had heard about the man that was brought by four and let down through the roof. She had heard about um, masses of people being healed. She heard about healings, uh, deliverances. She heard about the anointings. And all of this was happening around Jesus. And so having heard that, she concluded, well, I need to get to where he is. And if I can just touch even his clothes, I'll be healed too. I'll be made whole too, like I'm hearing. Well, some people today would say, well, isn't that presumptuous? I mean, how does she know it's God's will for her to be healed? How would she know that she's one of the lucky ones? Well, <laughs> she got it right. That's why she's in the book. All these unbelieving questions you're asking about that would be why you wouldn't be in the book. <laughs> Do you want to go with some modern skeptic uh, who has no results? Or do you want to go with somebody that got a miracle? Somebody that got results? She wasn't questioning uh, whether it was God's will. She saw uh, all the people that came to him were healed. Well, why should she be any different? And she wasn't any different as far as the will of God. It is God's will that all be born again, that all be saved. How many will agree with that? Is everybody born again? No. But it's still God's will. Still God's will. The reason everybody's not already born again is because God doesn't force people to believe and receive. The same thing is true with healing or being filled with the Spirit or having your material needs met or being protected. The same thing is true. Not only do the just become justified by faith, but the just walk by faith, live by faith. Uh, getting saved is not the end of your faith. It's the beginning of your walk with faith. And you do the same thing that you did receiving forgiveness, receiving Jesus with your faith. You receive your healing with your faith. You receive your bills paid. You receive peace. You receive wisdom, direction, protection. You live that way. That's how you live. So this woman, like we talked about yesterday, she could have gotten discouraged over those 12 years. You know she had days that she had to stir herself up. We've already tried 40 procedures that didn't work in the last 10 years. Are we really going to do something else? And we've already, we don't have much money left. Are we really going to spend? Well, she did, even though it didn't produce. Now, of course, ideally would have been if she had known about Jesus 12 years ago, <laughs> right? And could have received then, but she didn't. That's not how it worked out. Uh, but the point was, you just don't quit. You just don't give up. You, uh, no matter how bad something may hurt you, uh, physically or emotionally, uh, mentally or in your heart, 
You don't just despair and go, there's no point in going on. I might as well quit, maybe even take my own life. That is being faithless. Faithless. Faith fights. Fight. Everybody say fight. The good fight of faith. And the next phrase said, lay hold. That's how you receive. Um, Faith fights depression. Faith resists uh, heaviness and confusion. Uh, Faith stands against despair and hopelessness. And even through its tears and fatigue, faith will say, no, God is the answer. He has an answer. He will show me what I need to see. I will get it. Right? I mean, it's another day. There's another opportunity. God is on the throne. That kind of person, that kind of man, that kind of woman, that kind of young person will not be disappointed. Nobody ever trusted in him and was let down and disappointed. No. People have called some things faith. It wasn't faith. But nobody ever truly trusted in him and didn't quit. And in the end, were disappointed and said, you know, I wish I hadn't trusted him. (laughs) That has never happened and it never will because our God is faithful. Oh, somebody say faithful. Faithful. What does that mean? You can count on him. You can count on him. He will come through for you. Now, one of the things is we think a year is a long time. And that is such a, a immature perception. The Bible said with God, with the Lord, a thousand years is like a day. The psalmist said uh, that it's like a, a watch in the night. In other words, uh, you know what last night seems like to you. Well, it's in the past, but it's the very recent past. Come on, class. Anybody remember last night? Come on, hear me up. <laughs> Show of hands. Who remembers last night? Oh, good. I was going to have to pray for our minds here in a minute. That you know how last night seems to you, your perception of time. That's, that perception is exactly how God uh, sees the last millennia. The last thousand years to him is like last night is to us. (laughs) Well, who is perceiving time correctly? Us or him? (laughs) It's not a trick question. He is. And the reason being is because of our uh, very, uh, very immature perception of time. You've already seen this. Um, I know when I was uh, 13, 14, and wanting to get my driver's license. Anybody remember that or not? Oh, man, I thought, how long is a year? You know, it is so long. And you'll see that little kids, they're always wanting to push it. You know, how old are you? Five and a half. Five and a not five. Five and a half. And they're like, how long will it take to six get here? How long will it take? You know, Christmas is how far off? It's how far off? Six months. Oh, six months. It's, you might as well say 60 years to them. They're like, six months. Oh, and, and but you make it a little while. And now you're thinking, it's already uh, this year? Uh, 
Right? What happened to that year? You know, well, what if you've been around like God? Then the last millennia seems like last night. Now, the reason I'm talking about this is because through faith and perseverance or patience, we inherit the promises. What does that mean? You believe God, you lay hold, and you don't quit. You don't let go, you don't give up, and you hold fast the beginning of your confidence, steadfast to the end, and you don't allow yourself to get weary in saying and doing the good thing and the right thing, and that secures that you will uh, inherit, you will reap, you will lay hold. And so uh, the enemy is, is counting on in our immaturity, and if we're weak in faith, and if he can just keep pressing this time thing, just a few more days, we'll give up. Just a few more symptoms and another month, or especially another year, and we'll quit. We'll quit. And if we quit, then there'll be no manifestation of what God intended for us. But we have to make up our mind that we're not going to let the enemy uh, play us and manipulate us that way. We are not ignorant of his devices. We see him coming. We know what he's doing. We know what he's trying to do. And all I got, I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to understand everything. I know who does. And I am holding on to him. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to let go. And I'm not going to quit trusting him. And I'm not going to stop expecting to see what I need to see, get what I need to get, overcome. And when the dust clears, I'll be standing here with the victory. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I did have to fight. I did have to stand. I did have to persevere. Can you see that class? Thank God that the strength of God is with us, that his help is with us, and he doesn't, he doesn't quit us. And if we won't quit him, victory is ours. Uh, it said that she, uh, this woman, uh, which had this flow and endured all these things, spent all she had, wasn't one bit improved. When she heard the things concerning Jesus, she came in the crowd behind and touched his garment. For she kept saying, if I touch even his garments, I shall be whole. What did she hear that caused her to say this and do this? What caused her to want to get to him and touch him? It's too easy for us to just not even pay attention and go, well, it's Jesus, you know. Of course you want to touch him. I mean, uh, no, she didn't see him as the Messiah. She didn't see him as the Son of God. Uh, the book of Isaiah talks about the Lord that he saw in spirit many, many years before Jesus was born. He said, there's no form or comeliness about him that we should desire him. What does that mean? You could have met Jesus on the street and walked right by him and not know who you just saw. Well, now you know that had to be the case because of how you grew up. Uh, elsewise, um, he couldn't have gone anywhere or done anything. And certainly he looked like a normal man in the hands of the people 
who uh, mocked him and spit on him and crucified him, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And one of the things that we need to see is Jesus' humanity. This is a great revelation. I want us to talk more about this perhaps even uh, later in the week. But she heard about the anointing and she heard about the healings and that sparked something in her. And it needs to be the same with us today. We need to have faith, yes, in God, yes, in His ability. We need to have faith in His power and in the anointings that He has in the body of Christ. There, 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the different gifts or manifestations of the Spirit. And among them are uh, the gifts of healings, the workings of miracles, and these kind of things. God has never changed that. He has never stopped that. Mankind has, you know, in their, in their thinking, developed their intellect and decided that all these things are just spooky, spiritualist stuff and it's not even real. And now we have science and we can take care of ourselves. And no, you never could take care of yourself. <laughs> and it's pitiful when you try to. We need help every day of our lives. There are some things we can do, but how quickly we get to the end of that. And thank God, His power can do anything. His creative power that created the heavens and the earth and my body can change it. Can you see that there was an unseen force that came out of Jesus and from off of Jesus and off of His clothes and went into her body and changed what you could see. An unseen thing changed a seen thing. An invisible thing changed a visible thing. Do you believe this? Yes. Now see, that, that was where her life shifted and changed. When she heard that, she heard that Jesus was touching people and they were being healed. She heard that people were touching Him, and they were being healed. And the reason why, uh, just back up with me to Luke, the, um, the fourth chapter. In the very beginning days of Jesus' ministry, He was talking about the anointing. And we have reason to believe that this wasn't an isolated instance, but that place after place after place, he would take this passage of Scripture we're about to read, and he would talk about it. In Luke 4, uh, Jesus had been tempted in the, um, the wilderness for those 40 days and nights. In verse 14, said he returned in the power of the Spirit. Everybody say the power, the power. of the Spirit. Of the Spirit. Uh, we know that when Jesus was baptized in the river Jordan by John the Baptist, the scripture said when he came up out of the water, the Holy Spirit in a bodily shape and form as a dove. Now that doesn't mean the Holy Spirit is a dove uh, in the shape and form. At other, on the day of Pentecost, the Spirit of God manifested as fire and wind. Uh, the Holy Spirit is, is not an impersonal force. He is a person. And that's uh, 
something for our head to get around. Because when we think a person, we think they have to have a head and, and legs and hands and look exactly like us. But the Holy Spirit is not confined to one shape. He manifested as cloud, as fire, as a, a dove. And he came on Jesus. And when he did, then Jesus came out, you know, after the temptation, in the power of the Spirit. Why am I talking about this? What did the woman hear that changed her life? What did the woman hear that then she got faith in, that motivated her, that she started saying, if I can just touch, if I can just touch. Why? Why would she want to touch him? She heard about the anointing. Can you see this? She heard about the power of God. She heard about it. And she didn't turn skeptical uh, or superstitious about it. She just believed it. Well, she could see the evidence of it and hear about the evidence of it. Maybe she knew people who had been healed in these meetings. So she was convinced that healing power is there on Jesus. And if I can just get to him and even touch his clothes, she expected, everybody hear that word? She expected when she touched that power, that anointing, to come into her body has she ever seen the anointing? No. Uh, can you see the anointing under a microscope? No. It's unseen. But is it real? And this is one of the big things that, as a believer, uh, it, it just is part of your makeup and thinking. Anybody remember the definition of faith in Hebrews 11.1? 1? Now faith is the substance, or many translations say the confidence, of things hoped for, that can also be translated expected. The confidence of things expected. Did the woman expect something confidently? Yes, she did. And it is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of what? Of what? So you got a lot of people, uh, you know, they, they've been to school, they've been to university, and and so they decide, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm educated beyond all these things. You know, we, uh, we only believe in what we can see. Well, that's not even being honest. What do you mean? Thoughts don't exist? When did you ever see a thought? Huh? Can you put a piece of a thought on a slide and look at it under a microscope? <laughs> You don't, you don't, you never, never saw a thought. How about joy, love, peace? You know, no, it's not even being consistent or being honest to say, if you can't see it, you don't believe that it exists. God is spirit. We are spirit. Spirit is a dimension that is a, a different from this dimension. And it's actually uh, where the things in this dimension came out of. But if you don't believe in the reality of unseen things, then you will be so limited in your life and in your experience. Then you don't, you don't believe in God. 
You don't believe in all these things we're talking about. And so you won't have access and the power won't have access to you. No, it's real. Somebody say it's real. It's real. God is real. His spirit is real. Uh, evil spirits are real. The anointing is real. And here's the exciting thing. Unseen power changes seen things. Ooh. When she touched him, what happened? There was a manifestation out of the unseen into the seen. Out of the invisible into the visible. You couldn't see. If you'd have been standing, well, that people were standing all around them. And most of them had no idea anything had happened. Right? But the woman knew the power had come into her body and changed it. Jesus was instantly aware that it had gone out of him. Is this real or is, or is it? Yes. It's real. And that's why the woman went through the effort to push through the crowd and to touch. That's why she kept saying, if I can just touch, I'll be made whole. Because she became convinced that the power was real. The power is there. And even though it's unseen and I don't understand all about it, it will come into me and fix me. Unseen power fixing a seen problem. It's happened many times. Many times. And it's happened. And it's happened in my life. It's happened in many of your life. And it'll happen again. And again. Somebody say, I have faith. I have faith. In the power of God. In the power of God. I have faith in the healing anointing, the delivering anointing, the restoring anointing of God. Hallelujah. We're talking about God's Spirit. God's Spirit. Jesus, after the Spirit of God had come on him, after he had overcome the enemy's temptation, he went into the, the synagogue. And he found the, the place in Isaiah where it was written and he read it and said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach or proclaim the gospel. And, and he's anointed and sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He's anointed me to proclaim deliverance to the captives. He's anointed me for the recovering of sight to the blind. He's anointed me to set at liberty them that are bruised. He's anointed me to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it to the minister. And he said, today, this scripture is coming to pass. Hallelujah. <laughs> In your ears and before your eyes, it's coming to what, what, what does that mean? The anointing is here. Now, and see, that's why people that heard him preach, they thought, I got to get me some of that anointing, right? <laughs> he kept talking about the anointing, the anointing, the anointing. <laughs> Thank God for the anointing of God. It should, this should be very real to believers. It should not be a thing foreign to us, and we should learn how. Uh, every time we need some healing, some quickening, some restoration, that we can reach out by faith and lay hold of this wonderful unseen power that's always available in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it out loud. I have faith, I have faith. In, the power of God. in the power of God. 
Well, our time is up again. We live by faith. We walk by faith. We overcome the world by faith. We're strong in faith, giving glory to God. Strong in faith in the power of God. Come back and let's talk some more about this. We'll see you soon here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 